1: This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the warning television program. Also those that are listening on our warning radio shortwave program, welcome or social media. I want to speak today on It's Now Time. It's Now Time. Democratic member of the US House of Representatives, Tulsi Gabbard, made the following statement about why she is leaving the Democratic Party. Quote, I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party. It is now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness who divide us by rationalizing every issue and stoking an anti-white racism. They actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms enshrined in our Constitution, are hostile to people of faith and spirituality. They demonize the police and protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans. They believe in open borders, weaponize the national security state to go after political opponents, and above all, are dragging us ever closer to a nuclear war. Again, Tulsi Gabbert from Hawaii in the U.S. Congress resigned, left the Democratic Party. She's leaving the Democratic Party. According to the May 2022 Gallup poll, 76% of Americans think fornication is morally acceptable. 71% believe homosexuality relations are proper. 52% think abortion is permissible. A Pew Research Landscape survey found only 20% of millennials believe the Bible is the literal word of God compared to 35% of baby boomers. Another survey said that only 12% of children's and youth pastors have a biblical worldview. Plus, just because you believe in God mentally and know He is real doesn't mean you serve Him. Satan is the perfect example. He knows God is real. He believes God is real, but he doesn't serve God. You can know something exists and still openly defy it. Help us protect the believers in America and the nations by supporting what we're trying to accomplish in America and around the world. Again, you can go to our website, www.worldministries.org. www.worldministries.org. We need another great awakening. At the end of this program, you're going to see Eagles saving nations. We must get into the national stadiums, NFL stadiums, NBA arenas. We must have another great awakening or this nation is going to topple. I had a sergeant on, previously, running for the Senate, Washington State. Sergeant with the Snohomish County Sheriff's Department. A solid man of God. He understands the lawlessness that is sweeping Washington State, that is sweeping America. I interviewed so many law enforcement officers the last two weeks, running politically, Thank God we've got to put righteous men and women back into government. If we don't, this nation is falling apart. We're in tyranny. They're trying to topple the republic. And only the church, the bride of Christ, can stop this insanity. If we don't rise up, we are going to lose America. Jesus made it very clearly. He gave you that responsibility as his ambassador. Go, Terry, and represent me. Be my ambassador. Make disciples in every nation. You can pray all you want. He's not coming out of heaven to save America. If the bride of Christ doesn't save America, it's falling. Good people will stave off judgment from America's destruction. But unless America itself finally repents of four sins that bring judgment on a nation, idolatry, immorality, killing the innocent, and dividing the land of Israel, the nation will fall anyway. It'll come under judgment. When I meet with President Trump, that's what I am going to exhort upon him, Mr. President, because even Republicans now accept, for the most part, homosexuality. Good leadership will stop the tyranny. It will not stop judgment. There's got to be another great awakening. Egos saving nation inspired by the Lord to schedule major services throughout America. Again, go to my website, www.worldministries.org www.worldministries.org, join it today. Let's stop what's going on and put God back in America. Again, it's now time. What motivates me? I am a debtor, Paul said. I am a debtor, Romans 1, 14 through 16. I am a debtor both to Greeks and barbarians, both the wise and unwise. So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. For the Jew first and then to the Greek. Paul reveals his heart to reach all people to the gospel of Jesus Christ and gives three reasons why we must do that. One, he says, I am a debtor. What motivates me? What pushes me? What compels me to travel the nations since 85? I realize I am a debtor. There is a heaven. There is a hell. Everything I do now is to represent Christ, to bring peace to the nations through Jesus Christ, through the gospel, to protect the innocent from dying because more Christians are dying right now all over the world than any generation combined. There's a direct attack on the bride of Christ because it is against this new world order, this one world government that tries to control mankind and usher in pure tyranny. I am a debtor. All Christians should have a measure of this apostolic heart after having been impacted by the ministry of the Apostle Paul. Apostles will impart to us a sense of obligation. Paul says, I am a debtor. When the apostolic heart has been revealed to us, we also have a sense of our obligation to share the good news. We all become, if you want to say, missionaries to the part of the world God has sent us into. God has called us to live in and influence our society, and our nations. We're supposed to be salt. We're supposed to occupy. We're supposed to take dominion. We're supposed to rule. We're supposed to reign. When the church did this at the beginning, we became the greatest nation ever in the history of mankind. God impacted me with this saying, as I realized that Jesus had paid my debts. All the sins I had committed, ever will commit, and he's left me with this knowledge that I am a debtor. My debts include all the lost people of the world. I owe it to Jesus to tell them about what he has done for me. I also owe it to them because I know the truth regarding eternal life. And for me to withhold a life-saving device from a drowning person would be criminal. The church today that lives in the me culture may never give thought to the, you know, our responsibility, obligation to spread the good news of Jesus. The excuses range from "that's not my spiritual gift" to "I don't have that kind of personality." The question: Do you have the Holy Spirit in you? Because he pushes you to share your faith, to represent him. Are you a slave to Jesus Christ? When our hearts are touched with this apostolic gift and this grace, we realize that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts, resulting in a sense of obligation for the eternal destiny of others. Paul realized he was a debtor. Second point, I am ready. Paul goes on to reveal the impact of this sense of obligation upon his own life by indicating how he had prepared himself in response. He says, as much as is in me, I am ready. Wow. There's no half-hearted response. As much as is in me, means he will give a 110% effort. He will give everything he has. The same Paul that persecuted the church with all of his efforts, now realizing that he was serving the wrong master, gave everything he has to set people free to try to undo as much damage as he could to bring salvation to those that didn't realize Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. As much as is in me. In other words, I have done all to prepare myself to meet the challenge of sharing the gospel in any culture to any ethnic group. This is a missionary heart. This is the heart of Christ. This is how we had mega churches. The heart of God. The heart of God is missions. The heart of God is to the nations. The heart of God is evangelism. The heart of God is bringing people out of deception, out of depression, out of bondages, and setting them free. This is the heart of God to give people a new beginning. You have that understanding. We were a debtor. I was a debtor. You are a debtor. I'm still a debtor. Why? Because my heart is given to Jesus Christ. He's my Lord and Savior. I represent Him. I'm His ambassador. We haven't won the world yet for Christ. I am still a debtor. Jesus gave everything to the Father. He was a debtor. He gave it all. God is still giving it all through the Holy Spirit inside you and I. And now we are supposed to let him be master and give it all. Let Jesus continue in you through the Holy Spirit. That's why he said, go, Terry, don't even try to represent me until you're endued with my power because you'll fail, you'll compromise, you'll be intimidated. We're supposed to move with the reality of the power of God. As much as is in me, I am ready. Why do we go to the church to attend Bible studies and conferences if not to prepare ourselves to share the gospel? Without this sense of obligation, we will study and learn all we can to enhance our own lives and live the dream of prosperity. To give an answer for the hope that is in our hearts. I've interviewed, like I said, the last few weeks a lot of good men wanting to serve their nation and their state politically. They understand they are a debtor. The ones I've interviewed are solid, born-again men or women. They understand their God-given responsibility as debtors to bring peace to the nation, to stop Tyranny in the nations or the state. They understand this passion, this motivation. The Holy Spirit is driving them because of their relationship with God. They understand if they don't do it, this nation is falling. No matter how much you pray. Because you are the ambassador of Jesus Christ. You bring peace to the nations. God does not yet until the battle of Armageddon. He gave that to your responsibility. Pray for yourself, Jesus said, so you can do the will of God. Pray for yourself. The bride of Christ has got to understand we have a responsibility to save America, to save the states, to put the right people into office. If evil men are in office, the righteous are persecuted. If we put the righteous in, the church is blessed. It's protected. It's prosperous. You put the wrong people in, and let me tell you, persecution like you've never seen or dreamed is about to happen. It's about to happen! What I fear is we're not going to open our eyes until blood is flowing and it's too late. That's what I fear. We need a sense of urgency. Obligation. We must lift our vision to the whitened harvest field and prepare to give an answer for the hope that is in our hearts. Be able to answer all men why we're representing Jesus Christ, why we're taking this stand as a sergeant did yesterday and turn some people around by the truth. The Bible says the truth will set you free if you will share the truth. God is waiting for the church to bring in the harvest of the former and latter rains so that he can send his son back to earth. James 5, 7 through 9. Paul urges Timothy to be fully prepared to share his faith by being a diligent student of the word. Be ready to share your faith in season and out of season. Have this gospel in you. Be able to speak to all men. Whether they live in the slums or whether they live in the White House. 2 Timothy 2.15, be diligent to present yourself approved to God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Paul was prepared with the wisdom and revelation of the word of God. He was ready to explain that the finished work of Christ is enough. And he shared it in enough detail to convince the unbelievers of their need to receive Jesus Christ. People with a history have a testimony and they, can't, they can help others come out of the same situation they were in. Now listen to me out there, whether you've been raped, whether you're in drug addiction, alcoholic. You have a testimony. You can have others that have no hope, that are in despair, that are maybe contemplating suicide. You can help them have a future. You can give them hope. You can give them again the recipe for a new life. Each one of you, They're in a situation we can use our past better than anyone else. Again, Paul was prepared with the wisdom and revelation of the Word of God to explain the finished work of Jesus Christ. To convince people, even political people, even Felix, said, you've about convinced me. 1 Timothy 4.1 talks about doctrines of demons seducing people that are not grounded in their faith. Have you studied what you believe and what the other guy believes so well that you can share your faith and bring him out of his deception? Show them the difference between truth and error. When we become debtors, we will start to be ready. Finally, he said, I am not ashamed. First, I am a debtor. Two, I am ready. And three, I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Some people seem ashamed of their faith. They're ashamed to share it, lest they're criticized. Do we understand if you're ashamed of Christ? The Bible says clearly. I don't say it. He'll be ashamed of you. Don't you get it? Or do you don't think the word of God is true? If you're ashamed of me, I will be ashamed of you. Paul knows and expects that the power of God will manifest as he preaches the gospel. So that the message will be confirmed and people will be without excuse. Paul was not ashamed. You evaluate it whenever you're afraid to sh- share your faith. Why are you ashamed? Well, I'll tell you, too much pride and vanity. Not enough time with the Word of God. Not a t- enough time with the Spirit of God that's ashamed of nothing. So you can, you can be led by His Spirit. That's what fasting is all about. So we deny Self-preservation, which is eating. We spend time in the Word and the Spirit. We are filled with it until we can go anywhere and speak to anybody. You've heard me say that's how I go into countries of genocide. When I went to Rwanda, 1.3 million people slaughtered. In three to six months, I fasted 42 days. To overcome my own fear and intimidation brought on by my pride, my vanity, I had to have a lot more of God in me. So I was not ashamed, not afraid, realizing I'm a debtor. That to live, I live for Christ. And to die, I'm promoted. And then I met with a government and represented Christ. Paul knows and expects the power of God will manifest as he preaches. I love to go into Muslim nations because I love to see the miracles. God will reveal himself and show himself tremendous miracles. One Muslim in Dubai broke the back. They carried him in, touched him. All of a sudden, he got up, did a backflip, ran around, instantly healed. God loves to reveal his power. The power of God to salvation. Have you ever had the urge to share the gospel but balked because you would have and were ashamed. You didn't want to seem. I was on an airplane. If I wasn't walking with God closely at the time, God showed me the stewardess. Northwest Airlines had cancer. I got up. And walked up to her and said, you have cancer. Can I pray for you? She dropped her trays. All of the other stewardess ran, thinking I had heard her. She said, leave him alone. Leave him alone. God showed him I have cancer. Let him pray for me. We have the answer. We can't be ashamed of the gospel or causing a scene. Acts 14, 8 through 9. Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet, was sitting, a crippled from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul observed him intently, seeing that he had faith to be healed, and said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped and walked. Paul was ready for anything and was not ashamed to be identified with Christ. Not ashamed as I heard our guest speaker today, the sergeant running for the Senate. It's obviously he is not ashamed of his faith. I'm very happy to be associated with another warrior for Jesus Christ. The lieutenant that I had of the Seattle Police Department who's running for political office, he is not ashamed. A great interview. It's very clear he gave testimony of his faith in Jesus Christ. These are the type of people we want representing us. Acts 14, 20, when the disciples gathered around him, he rose up and went into the city. The next day he departed with Barnabas to Derbe. I am not ashamed. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lived in Paul, lives in you, lives in me. The same spirit That caused him to preach and even going to Rome where he knew it was prophesied, you'll be killed. Yet he was not ashamed. He was a debtor. And I am ready, he said. And many Romans came to Christ. Are you ready? Are you ready now? Now is the time. Let's save America.